everyone, I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Rick and Joni Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605 692 1430. 605 692 1430. And please do call in because if we don't get questions, I'm just going to regale you about why you should get your flu shot and your COVID booster. So if you all want to hear about anything else, call with questions. There you go. Important topic. So we might as well talk about that too. But yes, anything (laughs) anyone wants to talk about, do give us a call at 605-692-1430. We're happy to have Dr. Deb Johnston with us to answer those medical questions. Dr. Johnston's specialty is family medicine. She works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Johnston. Good morning. It's good to be here, Laura. I hear you've had a busy morning already. Well, yes, it's a big day for uh, one of the things I volunteer with is Share the Warmth. Uh, And today's the big day for Share the Warmth. So here in Brookings, we have a one-day event where we give away coats and snow pants and hats and gloves um, to kids and coats to adults as well. And today's that big day. So That's fabulous. There's what, a lot of volunteers that make that happen. So yes, what a, what a wonderful um, event. What a wonderful service to the community. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah, and so grateful to all the people who donate to that yes. to make it happen. So it's a good day. It should be a good day. Get those things out. Uh, so as this weather is turning, people yeah. will be prepared yes. to walk to school and play at recess and all and, those things. And it is just amazing how fast kids outgrow their right I'm, I'm so glad mine are kind of past that stage they can actually wear things now for multiple seasons in a row but those young years are kind of fun too yes so. they are fun yes. they are fun but they are hard on the knees like on the snow yes. pants <laughs> like those yeah. things they need to be replaced every year <laughs> so all yep. those good even things even if they don't outgrow them yes. they wear them out yes yes so, well, we're going to be talking today about, well, whatever our listeners want to talk about, as always. But our Prairie Doc topic this week is mental health in adolescence, uh, which I feel like it's such an important topic. So thank you, Dr. Johnston, for highlighting that for us this week. We really appreciate that, too. Yeah, it is such an important topic. I mean, it's it's hard to be a teenager. I, I think it has always been hard to be a teenager, but we've certainly seen both increasing numbers of kids that are struggling and also an increasing awareness of that and increasing willingness on the part of those kids to talk about mental health challenges that they have that they see in their friends so which is a good thing I think that that generation um, is finally overcoming the stigma about mental health challenges um, and that's the first step in in actually starting to address them so I'm excited that we'll be hosting this program and have an opportunity to talk about it with a couple of experts so yeah what a great topic that's interesting that um, you mentioned that kids are maybe becoming more comfortable talking about their mental health concerns. Absolutely. My my daughter loves to write poetry and she's always writing poetry to raise awareness about oh. some mental health issue or another. So which which is wonderful. Um I, I'm 
not sure it goes much beyond her her notebook though or her computer which is, which is yeah. how they all do things now but mm-hmm. um you know it certainly helps her to synthesize what she's learning so yeah. it's great and what she's probably seeing in her friends absolutely. and all that what a great way to express that and reflect on that and absolutely think about so. ways to help each other Uh, yep yeah that's great well that is our topic today so if you have any questions or topics that you would like us to talk about regarding mental health and adolescence um, prevention signs resources available any questions at all related to that uh, I think we'll give you a chance now to get your questions in and we'll look forward to answering those you can call us at 605-692-1430 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that someone in the United States has a heart attack every 40 seconds? A heart attack happens when a part of the heart muscle doesn't get enough blood. You might hear a heart attack called an MI, or myocardial infarction. The more time that passes without treatment to restore blood flow, the greater the damage to the heart muscle. If you have pain in your chest, call for help. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Deb Johnston is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Our Prairie Doc topic this week is mental health in adolescence, prevention, signs, and resources. Dr. Johnston, let's start by talking about prevention. What are some of the best things we can do or encourage our kids to do to help them through these adolescent years? You know, we really have to start well before they hit those teenage years. Um, One of the most important things that parents can do is to attend to their own mental health. Uh, Stressed parents produce stressed children. uh, And, you know, we all have challenges, but kids are facing a pretty daunting uh, task in terms of figuring out how to um, make sense of the world, the way they understand things as their brain matures and develops changes. So they they really need our help in learning how to um, interpret the world, how to be less reactive, how to process big emotions. Uh, Toddlers often have temper tantrums because they are processing big emotions and they don't know what to do with it. And what they are reacting to may seem to us as something incredibly trivial, um, but we have to remember that we have 20 plus additional years of experience in the world. And so uh, our version of what's a big deal is very different from our toddler's version. But that's how they learn to practice those coping skills and those self-soothing skills and those moderating skills. And they need our help to learn that. It's not something that just just comes naturally. So um, helping them learn to process that from the time that they're little, 
processing our own big emotions in a healthy way, role modeling healthy relationships, developing healthy relationships with our kids. Um, There's increasing evidence about how parenting styles um, influence a child's mental health as they get older. So parents who are, it's my way or the highway, um, don't tend to help teach their children those healthy coping skills and those that flexibility parents that are overly permissive kids can you know do whatever there's not a lot of consequences those kids don't learn those skills as well as parents who give them guidance and support and uh, give them the opportunity to make mistakes and figure out how to recover from those mistakes so there's that fine Um, balance to walk and there are frequently parenting classes that are offered in the community uh, that can help you understand child development why your expectations need to change as the child ages what is developmentally appropriate uh, behavior at certain ages chores at certain ages all these kinds of things that we as parents can learn to help our children grow up into healthy and functioning adults. And then staying connected with your kids. Know who your kids' friends are, uh, talk with them about their days, uh, helping them problem solve without being judgmental. You know, our teens don't need us. Yes, we need to have expectations about behavior, what's healthy, what's not healthy, um, but they they don't need to feel like no matter what they do, it's going to be wrong and that we're going to be criticizing them from and judging them from from the first moment. So they need to know that uh, we're in their corner, but that doesn't mean that we're going to let them escape the consequences of everything. They need to learn that, yes, I can make mistakes, I can suffer the consequences, and I can recover from that. So um, those helicopter parents that swoop in and save their children from the first sign of distress, how is that child ever going to learn how to cope with that distress? Because we all have hard things that happen. Uh, We're all going to have disappointments. We're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to have situations where we mess up. Mm -hmm. And uh, that continues well into adulthood. And we need to learn when the stakes are smaller Uh, how to mentally and emotionally recover from that. Some kids have a much harder time. There's a lot of kids that have experienced trauma. um, And when we think of trauma, we think uh, about abuse. We think about injury. We think about car accidents. We think about those kinds of things. There's certainly everyday traumas, breakups, and those kinds of things. But there's, um, you know, losing a parent, a divorce or violence in the family, witnessing um, violence between your parents can be extremely traumatic for kids, feeling like they have to protect mom or dad, usually mom, because that's the way domestic violence usually flows. But um, that's a very traumatic thing Mm -hmm. for a kid. Uh, And so you can lose a parent to incarceration. You can lose a parent to uh, violence. You can lose a parent to COVID Mm -hmm. or somebody else that's in a caretaker role to you, um, to mental illness, I think, or medical illness. Mm -hmm. I think COVID is difficult in a unique way because it's been so polarized in our country. So um, when you've lost someone you love, someone that has taken care of you, 
to this disease that other people say is no big deal, um, that's just an added layer of trauma. Mm-hmm. I like how you started talking about how important those younger years are yes. and setting some examples of that. You know, we had opportunities to take a couple different parenting classes. I feel they were so helpful with those young ages and just like you mentioned, the toddler, putting your perspective adjusting your own perspective to help see the way your child sees the world and that gives you a lot more empathy yes <laughs> and, child and it can be really hard to have empathy when your right. toddler is melting down in walmart right <laughs> right and i feel it probably transitions well to those teenage years because sometimes um it's it's hard to connect with how those teens are seeing oh, yes. the world and having empathy in those moments too so just Remind us, Dr. Johnson, what is happening? Like, what are their brains doing? What biological changes are we seeing in those teen years? Those those teenagers are going through such huge changes. I, you know, we all think about their hormones, and um, I think I frequently will say, "You could not possibly pay me enough." to be a teenager again um, because that is just a really, really intense and difficult time in life. And uh, you are becoming acutely aware of the outside world. Prior to those teen years, children are very, we're all, and some of us never outgrow it, but we're all very interiorly focused. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, other people don't have the same reality that we do you know we yes they're important to us and and they have a big impact on our lives but just developmentally they don't necessarily understand that other individual as someone distinct from them so they are starting to to recognize that in those teenage years they're starting to separate um, from their family and figure out who they are Mm -hmm. as people and um, taking a look at a lot of those bigger issues you know a lot of teenagers are very passionate about social justice the environment you know whatever their cause may be and um it's very intense Mm -hmm. and they are they are learning self-control they are learning who they are that brain continues to mature into the mid-20s now a lot of that maturity is developing kind of that self-regulation as opposed to um you know my brain's can't figure out A from B or anything like that, but um, they don't have those skills that we develop in into adulthood. So uh, it is really important to have that empathy for those teenagers, and anyone who has parented a teen knows how good they are at pushing your buttons. Mm-hmm. So um, sometimes it's hard to hold on to that empathy, but it is really important. Right. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. Prairie Doc programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Influenza has made its appearance. If you have not received a flu shot, get one now. Symptoms of influenza are fever, fatigue, 
cough, runny nose, body aches, and decreased appetite. Generally, influenza makes you feel much worse than the common cold. If you have questions about influenza, call your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Deb Johnston is here to answer our medical questions. If you have a question, give us a call at 605-692-1430. Our Prairie Doc topic this week is mental health and adolescence. Uh, we've been talking about some prevention and the ways that adolescents are growing and developing. Um, but we want to take a moment now. We want to answer questions also about flu shots and those COVID shots. And I, I want people to call in so that we just don't hear me babble. <laughs> I, want, I want to answer what you're thinking about. So if you all aren't going to give me what you're thinking about, I'm going to give you what I'm thinking about. And as always, uh, those of you who've listened to me very much know that vaccines are always very much on my mind. So uh, flu shots, flu shots have been available for a while now. And uh, I there's a lot of different kind of opinions about when the best time to get your flu shot is. Uh, and my answer is number one, whenever you will get your flu shot mm-hmm. is the best time to get your flu shot. Um, I typically like to aim for getting a flu shot in October, kind of getting closer to Halloween um, because when I was a young physician, uh, an adolescent physician, so to speak, <laughs> um, I learned that the flu shot lasted about four months. And it is true that we we seem to probably see the best immunity uh, for about four months, although it does continue to protect you well after that. Uh, and here in South Dakota, we tend to have our flu season in January, February. So getting your flu shot Um, in October gets you that protection through when we typically see our season. And I say typically because the flu can be really unpredictable. Uh, So sometimes we see it in November, sometimes we see it in December. Uh, So this is a good time to go get your flu shot. Now there is a flu shot um, specifically for people 65 and older. I think we've all learned with COVID that the older you are, your immune system doesn't work quite as well. So there's a flu shot that is a higher dose flu shot with the idea that this is going to give a little bit better protection to those 65 plus. It doesn't mean that the other shot is not worth getting. It just means that if you have the opportunity, think about getting that higher dose flu shot. And I hope I've been kind of surprised in the exam room um, that apparently not everybody lives in COVID land like I do, uh, (laughs) because some of my patients are surprised to hear that there is a new COVID booster out that they should get. So if you have not had a COVID booster uh, from about in the last month, month and a half, Uh, it's time to come get your bivalent COVID booster. This is the one that contains both the original strain and some mRNA to specifically target the Delta strains that we are, I'm sorry, the Omicron strains that we've been seeing. Um, We're starting to see new strains emerge. But uh, so the theory is that just like the flu shot changes every year to hit the strains that we think are going to be circulating um, that season, this one is changed a little to try to hit a strain a little harder that we we anticipated would be circulating. Now, flu is a little 
little different because we have many, many, many years of information about what flu strains are out there. And yes, every once in a while, a new strain comes around and surprises us. Some people are going to remember H1N1. Um, So, uh, you know, we've got a little bit more of a pool of what we know with flu and we just don't know that much about COVID yet, whether it's going to continue to be something that comes up with new variations and surprises us, or if it's going to be something that uh, starts recirculating old strains like flu does. But in any event, if you have not had your bivalent booster, go get your bivalent booster. We want two months from your previous flu shot. So people who got their flu, or I'm sorry, their COVID shot, people who got a COVID shot this summer, maybe you'll wait just a little while, but most of us are probably going to be getting into that. Uh, It's been long enough. If you actually had COVID, there's a lot of debate over when the best time to get your shot is, probably about three months after you actually had COVID to go and get that bivalent booster. Our hospitals are jam-packed. Our medical system is stressed. Please, please, everybody, do your part. Get your shots. Try to not add another COVID surge or influenza surge on top of the stress on the healthcare system now. Great reminders. Thank you, Dr. Johnson. And Exactly. Great timing before we go into the holiday season. I feel like going into Thanksgiving and Christmas, you're always, well, is anyone sick and all of that? So we could just all do our best to help prevent those things with our flu shots and our COVID COVID boosters um, so that we're prepared for that season as we all start to spend more time indoors and um, those things are going around yes they are now is the time now is the time okay all right sounds good well back to adolescence i do have a few questions for you dr johnston yes and you know your adolescents can get their flu and covid boosters too great yep get them (laughs) as well because those things go around the school and around friend groups and all that too absolutely yes protect all ages all right how much sleep is recommended for adolescents so adolescents teenagers need more sleep than adults do and need more sleep than they did kind of in their late later childhood years uh Everybody is a little bit of an individual. I am most happy when I hear that teenagers are getting about 10 hours of sleep. Now, how often do I hear that? Almost never. Right. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So, uh, but it is really important. You know, I, I remind people sometimes that sleep disruption and sleep deprivation is a method of torture. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it is really hard on your brain and on your moods. And I see this a lot across all ages when you're not getting enough sleep. Uh, it is really hard on your mood. So getting adequate sleep and what that looks like varies a little bit from person to person. But, you know, if if your kid is getting out of bed without hitting snooze a million times, without you having to go in and drag them out, uh, it's they're probably getting enough. It is important to recognize that teenagers tend to have a little bit of a different circadian rhythm. So uh, a lot of experts think that school starts too early, that teenagers uh, would be better served by having school start later in the day so that they're able to get a little bit more sleep 
and not have to fight against their circadian rhythm. Mm -hmm. Good nutrition is another really important thing. Um, You know, teenagers have a tendency to run on French fries and chicken nuggets. um, And we, we want to make sure that we're setting and continuing those good habits. If you see your child's um, sleep really disrupted, that can be a warning sign that there's something going on. If you see withdrawal, not so much withdrawal from the family because there's a lot of kind of normalcy to some of that as they get into be teenagers, but withdrawing from friends. And that can be difficult because there can be so much drama mm-hmm. in that adolescent age group and there's so much... Um, fighting and and outgrowing you know this person that I was really close with when I was younger we don't have that much in common anymore Um, and I'm figuring out who I am they're figuring out who they are and and we're not growing in the same direction withdrawing from um, friends withdrawing from activities they used to enjoy uh, those can all be signs of um, mental health crises. So be be vigilant for that. Um, be vigilant for giving away prized possessions. Be vigilant for a lot of talk about self-harm or violence. Be vigilant for signs of self-harm. Uh, I see a lot of that, uh, particularly in young people, cutting or burning. Um, often their forearms is a, is a pretty big target. So if your child starts wearing long sleeves all the time, maybe be a little suspicious Mm -hmm. about that. That's a great review of some of those warning signs that we should be watching for to see if they might be struggling. Your essay this week talks about in 2019, nearly 16% of high schoolers had made a suicide plan. So 16%. Isn't that terrifying? And that was in 2019. Yeah. That was well before our well before COVID. So we, you know, COVID has not helped anything. um, But COVID is not what has precipitated this crisis for our kids. So yeah, that's so kids are struggling so much that they have taken the time to think this through. Um, to think about a suicide plan. So, yeah, it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And that is why it is really important. Um, You know, we don't always know when our kids are struggling. We don't know when their friends are struggling. So please, please, please lock up your guns. Mm -hmm. Don't keep the, if you've got it locked, don't keep the key in the the lock. Uh, Make it harder for your, your child or their friend to get to your gun because, that is a highly lethal method of suicide, and uh, we don't want to make it easy for them to carry that out. Right, right, right. Yeah, great reminders. And um, to always reach out for help if you're having concerns, right? Absolutely. So we have that new phone number. Yep, 988, um, which is kind of like a 911 for mental health issues, can connect you to uh, community resources and uh, help you get on the on the road to getting the help that you or your child needs and it's okay to call that number if you are worried about your kid it doesn't have to be the person struggling it can be somebody who loves them and they can help you help you figure out what to do 
Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. We have a couple minutes left. If you want to give us a call with your questions at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. If you have diabetes, these lifestyle changes can help lower your risk for heart disease. Follow a healthy diet. Eat more fresh fruits and vegetables, lean protein, and whole grain. Aim for a healthy weight. If you're overweight, even losing a modest amount of weight can lower your triglycerides and blood sugar. Get physical activity. Try to get at least 150 minutes per week of moderate-intensity physical activity, such as brisk walking. Manage your ABCs. A, your A1C test. B, keep your blood pressure below 140 over 90. And C, control your cholesterol levels. S stands for stop smoking or don't start. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Call your provider with questions or to set up an appointment, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Deb Johnston is here answering our medical questions. Thank you, Dr. Johnston, for being here. We did get a question. Yay! And it's a question about COVID shots. (laughs) Which is brilliant. (laughs) Yes, perfect. We love, Dr. Johnston does love answering all those questions. I do love to talk about those. That's great. All right, here's the scenario, Dr. Johnston. If you have the first two shots... And then the first booster, do you have to get the second booster before you go get your third booster? Nope. You can just go get your bivalent booster. Okay. The only thing you need, you need to have gotten your primary series. So um, that would that would be the first two shots, basically. Okay. Um, in order to be eligible for this new booster. So uh, just like with the flu shot, you don't have to kind of go back and get all the previous flu shots. Um, But the first year you get it, if you're a little person, you do end up with two shots for your primary series. Uh, With this one, as long as you have had the first two shots then you can go right ahead and and get this bivalent booster. So you don't need to do any catch-up. You just need to have gotten your first shots. Interestingly, if you have not yet gotten your COVID series, if you haven't started and you're saying, fine, you talk me into it, I'll do it, you have to use the original vaccine for that. But otherwise, the original vaccine is not available to use as a booster anymore. It's just this bivalent vaccine. So um, people who are just starting will get the original shot. If you have finished your primary series, it will be the new booster. So go get it, please. Go get our boosters. Sounds great. Thank you, Dr. Johnston. Well, before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. This week on October 12th, Prairie Doc host Deb Johnston will be discussing mental health in adolescence, prevention, signs, and resources with guest Dr. Nicole Christensen from Avera Medical Group University Psychiatry Associates in Sioux Falls and Kirsty Colnold from Avera Outpatient Services. So tune in tomorrow night on SDPB television to learn more. 
We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit www.prairiedoc.org. And look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Deb Johnston for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people. <laughs>